Stand by for action. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Punk Tie Die Podcast. I don't know what number this is, Neil. How you doing? I'm doing okay on this lovely Monday night. How about you? You're sweating over there in you know, Michigan, I hear. It's 90 degrees in Michigan, but I suspect the person we're going to talk to in a second is probably hotter, so I'll try not to complain. Um, you can, of course, get us at Punk Till I Die 77 at Gmail, Punk Till I Die Podcast on Facebook, all the normal spots. Instagram, yes. Yes, Instagram. We might even look at it, might even check it, and update it. <laughs> Occasionally. So, <laughs> so Neil... We have a guest with us today. We do. He's a he's a, he's a desert guy. Um, he runs a label that's put out a ton of records. He puts on these very exotic festivals, which we're going to get into. But I think people might probably know him best from from going back many years as the sticker guy. So we're here with Peter Menchetti, and I hope I still pronounce that right. From but he's he's coming calling in from Reno, right, Peter? How you doing? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for Good. having me. Oh, of you course, bet. of course, my so, friend. So, so let me and that ask was you a fine. That was a fine pronunciation. Fine we American go. pronunciation. Well done, Tom. Last name. Perfect. See, but see, <laughs> but I still feel like when you say a fine American pronunciation, there's a little bit of derision there. Just a little. A little <laughs> no, none whatsoever. None whatsoever. Um, I guess it's just you know I'm I'm Italian. Um, and you know the, when I go back to Italy, I don't dare say it like that. But everywhere else on the planet, that's how you say it. Oh, come on, you, like I mean that. you. I mean, you're you were you're American, right? I mean, you weren't born in like the old country. No, my mother was though. Your mother, okay. I, gotcha. I got two passports. Ah, uh, gotcha. yeah, I do. I do too. Yeah, it's pretty cool, isn't it? Being dual, being a dual citizen, makes it easier to disappear. It's pretty cool, isn't it? Tough. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Just, yeah, especially if we want to use the other the other country's health service. It's pretty good. So it's so it's <laughs> it's May thirtieth today, exactly, and it's eighty nine degrees in Michigan. How hot is it in Reno, Nevada, right now? It's crazy because earlier today it was beautiful and it was something like that and then as soon as i got on my bike it's the clouds rolled in and it's rainy and kind of chilly now it's really strange weather here and all you wanted to do is ride your bike yeah, talking but, uh, miraculously it did not rain on me like i was gotcha. um, like i was able to see the rain coming down in other parts of the city like in the mountains but it didn't rain on me wow it sounds sounds pretty yeah. actually it sounds really beautiful better than I've never, been, I've never been to reno it's kind of on my list of places i'd like to go to i just have never have yeah, not been down there up there down there it i don't is, know where it, it is um a, a really beautiful town um and then it's also pretty ugly at the same time it's like it's got really beautiful sides and really terrible, ugly. Isn't that uh, isn't that anywhere with U.S. sprawling Western U.S. city sides? Isn't uh, that like, anywhere with gambling though? Isn't anywhere with gambling have that like <laughs> underbelly? Uh, probably. I mean, part of the problem also is that I mean, some of the the casinos when I was growing up were really fucking cool, actually. Um, sure, old school, right? You know, yeah. Old school from the fifties. Oh, excellent! From yeah, sixties, whatever. But they've been busy erasing everything that's cool in this town. 
Um, like Vegas, like Vegas. Yeah, pretty much like just, Vegas. Just I was going to say, giant, yeah, giant skyscraper. Pretty much like yeah. Vegas, but there, I think Vegas ended up with more to erase, and you know, I think the they got busy preserving it more on time than we have here in Reno, and mm. yeah. So probably, Reno actually was the first uh, gambling town in Nevada. It started before. Vegas, and then Vegas just outgrew us. No, pardon, pardon my ignorance. Is that where Seven Seconds were from? Yes, sir. Okay. That's the only band I can actually think of from there specifically. You, you, grew, you grew up in that area? I mean, you, you're, this is your home. You grew up getting into punk rock in Reno? Yeah, I grew up here, and um, the first uh, punk show I went to in 1988 was Seven Seconds opening up for Circle Jerks. That's a good and, one. And... Uh, and I got arrested funny? for curfew afterwards uh, <laughs> while I was waiting for mom, my mom to pick me up on the corner. But Isn't that funny? They just toured, they just toured together again last year, and you know, we saw yeah. last. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we did. Bunch of geezers now, but that's all right. Yes, yeah, so, it's funny, and and what's not funny is that I got offered to be their driver because I have a van. I have a twelve passenger van. Oh no! Kidding. And I got offered to drive them, but I I wasn't able to do it. I was it, it was heartbreaking to have to say no. Oh. Yeah, that is that is, man. That would have been kind of cool. Of course, I don't know. And you get to a certain point in your life where driving a van for a punk band is probably not as glamorous as it was when you were younger, right? <laughs> well, it's probably a lot cleaner now. I'd imagine. It's, yeah, that's it's, true. They're not sleeping on floors and shit anymore. I wouldn't imagine. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, yeah, so, 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 well, Tom, yeah, t- definitely a lot cleaner. That we definitely would have been sleeping in hotels every night and such. I, I would, I would do it again in a second if I had another opportunity. Oh, well, cool. yeah, that's yeah, cool. That's, that's cool. cool. So tell me about this, Tom. Tell me about the sticker guy thing because I think I must have missed that. Was that like in Mac- Maximum Rock and Roll or something? Well, I just remember the ads in the zines back in the day. Yeah, okay. and and it's funny. I never, you know, you never think to put a name to, you know, like an actual mm-hmm. a name to it. So, so you're involved with the punk scene in Reno, and you, how did Sticker Guy come up? Is it one of those things like you saw a need and you wanted to fill it, or how how did the Sticker Guy thing happen? Because this is going on thirty years, or like around thirty years now, right? Yeah, yeah. I started the company when I was 19. I was still living in my mom's house. I was working at a car wash. Um, Before the car wash, I was working at pizza joints. And, you know, I got tired of, you know, I started working when I was 14. By the time I was 19, I was tired of working for other people. And (laughs) I was also getting um, more and more into music. I mean, I've been into music since I was a little kid. But, um, you know, I was starting to go to shows and stuff using my fake ID to get into the bar to see shows <laughs> here in Reno. And, uh, and I remember, and I had a lot of friends who played in bands and stuff. And one night I saw a band that had really cool vinyl stickers and I thought, wow, I want to figure out how to make those for my friends' bands. And then, you know, I started, I realized that hmm, there's nobody really does these because I was looking around who to see who printed them cheaply around, around here and nobody did. So I started thinking, well, maybe I can, if I can figure out how to do it, maybe I could start a little company. And that's basically how, how Sticker Guy was, was uh, founded, I guess. So how do you do it? I mean, how do you start out? What do you have to buy? What do you, what do you, what do you do? Well, um, <laughs> part of my trials in trying to figure out how to do it was like I bought some vinyl and like ran it through um, my laser printer. Oh, did it melt it? Uh, did it melt it all over the fuses? <laughs> Yeah, I almost burned my mom's house down. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> I was still living at my mom's house back then. Um, but but yeah, no, I mean they're screen printed nowadays. Um, 
or I should say they're screen printed. Nowadays, there's also like a digital print process that um, more and more companies. Now there's, uh, you know, sticker printing companies are a dime a dozen. Mm -hmm. uh, but most, almost all of them that are advertising to you relentlessly on social media, they're all using these like, di like digital print and cut machines, which, you know, they make pretty nice stickers, but the quality is inferior and the price per sticker is going to be higher, especially if you get up into larger quantities. So, so we we actually do screen printing and digital printing now. So, so do you are you active in that still, or is that like you have other people that run it, and you're just kind of the you kind of own it, or how's how's that work at this point, thirty years in? Because you're still going. Yeah, yeah, um, I'm still active, but you know, I have a I have a, a crew, um, you know, some of which a few, you know, like David Bruce has been working for twenty years now for for Sticker Guy, hmm. um, and he. And and Eric Foreman, he's been he's been there for over fifteen years, and you know we've got a, a crew of about five other employees together <laughs> with those guys. They run the show, um, and I take care of the the website and like sending out emails, and setting up the specials, um, and then like dealing with the most boring stuff like taxes and <laughs> payroll, all the business, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, uh, yeah. yeah. Human resources issues. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the website, Tom? It's 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 exceptional. It's I was it, looking it I was is, looking at it today. It's great. Well, no, and I was I was just on there, and I saw you did a bunch of specials and stuff. And it's funny because I, Pete is more or less a friend of a friend. Um, we have a we have a good mutual friend that we both talk to all the time, and and uh, and I because yeah. I didn't know Pete by name, and I was reaching out to people. I was like, hey, you know the guy, you know the uh, Slovenly Records guy, which we'll get to get to in a minute. And they're all like, they all, like, oh man, we've been buying stickers from him for twenty years. It's got the best stickers, the best prices. I mean, every, everybody I reached out to had positive things to say, even though very few of them knew you personally. Hmm. Ah. So yeah, anyway, it's good that you have, a, you have a good reputation, Matt. Who's been? Who set this up? Oh, Matt, Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, Matt. Matt Hutchinson. We, we. Uh, he's a he's a California guy, and he's about ten years younger than I am. But we uh, we have some long phone conversations sometimes. So, hmm. cool. Anyway, yeah, anyway. Guy. So, so before we okay, so we're gonna play a song here in a minute. But so it's just www.stickerguy.com. That's right, and the website artwork, by the way, was done by. A great friend of mine called uh, named Yuis Fuzzhound. He does really great artwork, um, and he plays in a cool band. He lives in Australia now. He plays in a band called The Cha Cha Chas. Hmm. Excellent. Yeah, that, that rings a bell actually. Yeah, and I think so I've seen his, we... I think I've seen his artwork before too a bunch of times. On different so things. All, all the songs we're going to play tonight, Neil, are either either have to do with the festival that uh, we're going to talk about here in a little bit. Or they're released on Slovenly Records, so I guess it really doesn't matter what we what song what song we stick in. Um, I'd say we should do the the kids first. Let's do it. I guess from, right from Belgium. I don't know much about this band. What uh, what what can you tell us about this band, Pete? Uh, well, I can tell you that they started. They're one of Europe's first punk bands. Probably definitely one of Belgium's first punk bands. Uh, they started in 1976, and um, we have booked them many times um, to play at the We're Loud Fest, um, and they've played for us in in Istanbul, in Naples, 
and Mexico and in Greece. And, um, we're, we're finally bringing them to, uh, our hometown. So they're great guys. They're, they're getting up there in years, but they give everything on stage and they put on a, they still put on a killer show. So the kids are not kids anymore, Neil. That's the, <laughs> nope. <laughs> but it's funny cause I, I've been seeing that cause radiation just reissued that first album. So I've been seeing that around. I'm going to pick that up. Hmm. Well, there you go. That's the one you need. So let's play it. Let's yeah, play that, Neil. What's the album. song? Okay. What's the song this? is called, I think the one we picked was this is rock and roll. So, uh, yeah, this, this is the kids from Belgium with, uh, this is rock and roll. Their self, self-titled debut. was the kids there with uh this is rock and roll and uh so that was off which album now the, f- the first, first one, right? one? Title? oh it's just called the kids right yes 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 okay because uh what's his name discogs has another album before that called naughty kids uh, but i don't know uh, i think maybe they came out the same year you know how discogs is yeah, right. funky yeah they do they get super funky with that so all right so well, there you go. so you're so you uh you're doing good with the sticker guy i assume the the sticker company's doing well at some point you decide you want to branch out or you want to do a label what was the what was the genesis of that well um 
shortly after I started the sticker printing company, I moved out of my mom's house uh, with a friend into a house with a basement. And uh, we started having, uh, well, you know, because like I was saying before, I had to use a fake ID to get into shows. And mm. we wanted to make sure. all ages shows happen in Reno. Um, and then that was one of the easiest ways to do it, just get a basement sure. and play down, play, play in your house. And um, so we were having bands play uh, probably three to four times a month, you know, almost once a week. And um, one of these bands rolled around and had a had some recordings and they wanted to make a seven inch. And they they were kind of complaining they didn't have the money to make a seven inch. And it sort of coincided with um, the sticker company like doing pretty well for the first time since I had started it and I had for the first time in my life, like a thousand bucks in the bank. So I offered to make their seven inch and that's how I started my first label, which was called seven Oh two records. Mm. And then, and then yeah, after like 36 releases, uh, with seven Oh two records, which was kind of a, you know, it was, I didn't really have a plan. I just started putting records out by bands that I thought were cool. Didn't matter what style they were or anything. But then I, I realized I wanted to make a label that had more of a distinct sound, mm. and I was, you know, I was really into like Crypt and In the Red and Sympathy and labels like that back then. So I did an Estrus, you know. So I decided I wanted to make a garage punk, garage rock label, and and so I started slovenly. What was seven hundred two? Is that your area code or something? That was the area code of Reno back then, gotcha. and then, or it was the area code of all of Nevada back then. Oh, is that right? Um, yeah, more. and then um, they 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 gave seven seven five to Reno, and seven hundred two is uh, Las Vegas is the area code now. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. So the uh, I, it's always interesting. I always say, what was the what's the band? It, it, usually, when somebody starts a label, there was one thing that they wanted to put out. What was the band that put up the seven inch out? You didn't say the name, did you? No, I didn't. They were called Tunston Gat, and they were kind of a I don't really know how to describe them. Just kind of a punk band, um, hmm. and they're you know pretty much forgotten. I was going to say they did not go on to worldwide fame that I know of. <laughs> No, but one of the members did. He um, ended up in Murder City Devils and then some other band called Death Drive for Cab Cutie something. Oh, Death Cab for Cutie. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't, I mean, I I think that guy was in that band. Big indie rock. Big indie rock band. Huh. I don't know if I can name a song, but I know they're kind of big. Like, they make a living playing music, which is about as good as it gets these days. Are we talking about Derek Fodesco? Is that who we're talking about? Um, he was maybe, in pretty, he, I don't he, know his last name. He was in Pretty Girls Make Graves. Maybe that was the band you were thinking of. That's the band. Yeah. Yes. Not yeah. Death Cab for Cutie. Yeah. yeah. Ah, I, I don't never think they were. Pretty Girls Make Graves. See, I know that name, so that's a good sign, but I don't think, like, you know, the, you, like you, know why you, na- like, you know why you know the name, Tom? Because that uh, that's a Smith song. Is it? Yep. I would never admit to knowing a Smith song. <laughs> oh, come on now. No, I'm not anti-Smith. You know I'm not anti-Smith. I know. Everybody, I likes, a good, everybody likes a good cry every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to remember, Neil, Neil went to college in Manchester. He was there when all that stuff was going on, so he has a soft spot 
He has a soft head and a soft spot for that stuff. <laughs> Thank you very yeah, much, yeah. Tom. That's great. <laughs> yes. Anyway. So at some point, the the label is, is it, it takes over the... You, you, What's your like right now? You split your time. How much of a label? How much of a sticker? You, is it is it the label more work at this point, or is the stickers more work? Um, I would have to say that I spend more time on the label um, than the sticker company because I have a more solid crew behind the sticker company. Mm. Um, and then, but. I have a pretty good crew for the label as well. So nowadays I'm spending more time on the music festivals on the festivals. So I'll tell you what, why don't we, uh, okay. So what's your favorite, uh, what's your favorite thing you ever put out for Slavonly? Mm. Well, I'm putting him on the um, spot there, Tom too hard. I know it's like making, I like that. It's like having to choose your children, choose between your children. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to say, um, I have a few favorites, but, the one um, that I always bring up is the We're Loud uh, double LP. It's called We're Loud Cassette Punk Unknowns. And it's a double LP of a bunch of um, cassettes, a bunch of recordings that only came out on cassette, mm. you know, limited to like 50 copies or whatever, all from the 90s and all pretty much unknown. And it's, it's one of my, it's a really killer record. And we, when we released it, we threw a music festival and we called it We're Loud. And now the music festival has sort of uh, maybe become more well-known than the compilation itself, I guess. Because hmm. um, so I saw that, because right Matt mentioned that to me, and I'd never heard of this, but I'm like, that's such a great idea because it it's, it kind of, it's kind of like the nuggets or, you know, you always hear about people like, compilations discovering like a style of music that they never uh i'm a little i'm a little sad that you know one of my crappy bands that made a cassette in the 90s <laughs> didn't make it didn't, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well you never know man it's i mean you know this came out in 2015 so 15 years whatever hmm. 10 15 years later 20 years later were you, <laughs> you never were know. you a, did you play music yourself pete or was that not your lot in life um Yes and and yes. Um, I was in a band, and then I realized that wasn't my lot in life. No. <laughs> um, yeah, no. I played I played in a band once in like around 2006 when I was living in Spain. Oh, so you weren't that young. Uh, you, weren't, you weren't like a kid at that point. Nah, nah. You're you're old enough to know better. Yeah, I was in my what in my late thirties. Early forties. I don't. Even, I can't count right now. So you just wanted to do. But, it. You yeah, just, just wanted to try it. Now, whereabouts in whereabouts in Spain were you living? That's that's pretty cool. I love Spain. Yeah, I was living in Valencia. Oh, beautiful! Damn. Hmm. I'll tell you what. He's lived all over the place. Let's let's play another song, Neil, and then let's talk about these. Uh, talk about these music festivals. Okay, that sounds and, cool. And I know he's lived all over. And dude, you heard earlier when he was saying the places that he's thrown festivals he's literally throwing festivals in places that a lot of people are afraid to travel to so i'm just fascinated <laughs> how this works so let's uh, let's play another song well probably i'd i'd say anyway judging from the outside probably the most well-known um band on the label is probably the spits right who are from michigan right tom they're from yeah from neck of the Woods. right down the road yeah yep. 
Um, and it, they play. They've been playing annual hometown shows again. Actually, yeah, they're actually playing here in about a month. They're playing so I think uh, they're, Empty I think Bottle. They, I think. I think they live in San Francisco. I, I don't know. This is two brothers, right? I, I don't uh, know. Well, one of them lives in Kalamazoo. Yeah, is that right? And okay. One of them, and one of them lives in Austin. Okay. And then they have sort of a, a revolving cast of uh, keyboard player and drummer. Ooh. But the original drummer lives in Grand Rapids. Is that right? Tom, That's right, right by, right by you, buddy. At. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I probably rub elbows with him. I'm probably going to see him next weekend. I'm probably going to see him at Electric Frankenstein on Saturday, Neil. Yeah, there you we'll go. Be, we'll be rubbing elbows. Huh, yep. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, it's it's funny because they, because yeah, they were, I knew they were from Kalamazoo originally, but I don't think they, like, I don't know how well known they were. I think they kind of were, didn't really get known until they moved away. And I, yeah. But now they're playing like they legit gigs. More, they became more well known when they were in uh, Seattle. Actually, oh, it was in Seattle. Okay. Anyway, yeah, cool band because they they moved there and then that's yeah that's when they really started. See, I thought it was San Francisco. See, I I can't keep track. They do some wacky stuff. I remember one year they had like a like a Spitz like camp thing in Michigan where you could literally like for a couple grand or whatever go camping with them for the weekend or something. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound too spooky. <laughs> well, they a just paid. grand. I, I don't think I don't think they charged a couple grand. I think it was um, it was like yeah, I'm pretty sure it, they didn't charge any. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty well, sure okay. it was kind of like fair enough. Yeah, I don't mean to just just besmirch their punkness, but I just remember they did some kind of a weird <laughs> thing. We do do some weird thing where you camp out with them. They, well, the the place they play now, Neil, is the Bell's Brewery, the famous Bell's Brewery in downtown Kalamazoo. That's where they play their gigs. Last two years in a row, they have at least. They're playing August this year. So. And Kalamazoo is the home of Western Michigan, right? The university. Yes, right? yes, okay. at Bell's Bell's Brewery, the okay. big our big brewery down here. All right. So let's play a song. So this is off the off the second album, right? This is self well i guess they're all self-titled kind yeah. Of yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> this is the one with the guy in the wheelchair and on the cover um and let's play let's listen to the song black and blue so this is the spits with black and blue
All right, there you go. That was the spits there with Black and Blue off of their second album from 2002. So, uh, so yeah. So, so you put out that album, but you did, some other, you yeah. did some other spit stuff too. Did you do Seven Inches or did you like reissue some of their other albums? Uh, yeah, we uh, we reissued the first album okay. and then the the third album and 19 Million AC, which is a compla- compilation of singles. And okay. then we also did a seven inch for them. We did a bunch of stuff. Okay. That second yeah. album is, is a classic, definitely. Um, Most definitely. So, okay. So now you're running. I'm, I'm, I'm just like trying to get a timeline going in my head. You started making stickers in your mom's house. Stickers are doing pretty well. You decide to start a little record label. Then you go to a bigger record label. At this point, you're doing pretty pretty good amount of releases, right? Um, when So what year did you start doing the music festival thing? The first music festival I did was in 2008, um, and it was to celebrate 15 years of Sticker Guy. Okay. Because Sticker Guy started in 93. Now, was that just local? Then, was that in Reno? That was here in Reno, yep. yep, and the Spits played, and Scared of Chaka, and mm. a bunch of other bands, No Bunny, uh, The Game, yeah, a bunch of bands. It went really well. Everybody had a blast. I had a really good time organizing it and just seeing everybody, so I decided to do another one like six months later, and I called that one Debaucherino. It's um, a great name. <laughs> well, you, do you see how it's spelled, Neil? Because it's got Reno, you know, it's kind of right. like hyphenated with, you know, yeah. Okay. Making sure you got the joke, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> and then and then 2013 rolled around, and it was time to do our 20th anniversary party. So I decided to just call the call it the Bocherino, the Sticker Guy 20th anniversary party. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so now the Bocherino is, always our anniversary party every five years and that year on, on in in uh, 2013 we had the sonics and the gories mm. and a whole bunch of other bands shannon the clams that's baby jesus it was a super cool event. that's another that's another one on your label that i recognize the name of the acid baby jesus i don't know why i recognize that but um yeah that, that's another one of my favorite releases on the on the label okay um yeah, their first album is is really great. And so, the Spit's second album is another favorite, of course. Anyway, yeah. there's too many. To, you know, it's I, sure. Yeah, yeah, you put well, especially when we're talking about the sheer the sheer quantity of them at this point makes it a little tricky to. You'd have to almost do like a tournament style like uh, elimination to figure out even what your <laughs> what your favorite ones were. So, yeah, um, and it's always tough because you know, like uh, obviously, uh, uh, you know, like I don't want I don't want to sound like I'm bragging or something, but I like all the records on the label. Otherwise, we wouldn't have put them out, you know? <laughs> so, but that's, that's a really good question. So, I mean, you have so many bands on the label and it looks like they're from pretty much all over the world. How would you have time to scout these bands out and decide which ones you want to put on and, and, and which ones you don't kind of thing? Which ones we want to put on? Yeah. You mean on the festival? Well, or, or, or just, the on the, just on the label, label to, you know, to, yeah, to sign for the label. How um, how do you have enough time to, to scour all these bands from all over the world? Yeah, well, luckily, I'm, you know, I'm not alone. You know, Bazooka Joe uh, helps a lot with that, has helped a lot with that over the years. Um, and, and Oyane is helping increasingly over in Europe. She's running the Slovenly uh, Berlin office. And... Um, yeah, I mean, it's. I'm not sure how I have enough time to do all the things that we do, you know. But 
we find it because I'm also busy like traveling and sure. you know doing sometimes going on tour with bands and everything. But but yeah, yeah. Uh, we you know it's just one thing at a time, I guess. Yeah, because you got three offices, right? You got a European office, you got an East Coast and a West Coast. Uh, yeah, it, it, it sort of. I mean, there's there's sort of a Tokyo office. It's a little bit. It's kind of um, dormant at the moment. Mm. Um, because the person that was running it uh, got really busy with her job. Hmm. Um, there's sort of a Cancun office, like lovely Mexico. But that's the one I'd want to be transferred to. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> <The hell? laughs> it all sounds. It all sounds pretty cool. Man, the one in Japan sounds cool. No, you know, I, 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 I guess what it was was I was just looking at the number number of bands on the on the label, and you know, and I, I think I know a fair bit about music and stuff. But damn, I'm going through the bands, and it's just like I haven't heard of that one, haven't heard of that one, haven't heard of that one. It's crazy how many bands there are yeah yeah but then no it's great yeah, we though. gotta do a better job of uh, uh promoting <laughs> no, our band I mate, guess. no mate that's on me it's, it's not on you that's on me that's on me <laughs> it's hard to find new bands when you get older it's tough i mean there's so many bands out there too you know it's it's tough to know them all and it's tough to promote them all you know people's attention spans are shorter you know when we first started making records in the 90s it was a lot easier yeah you know did I you put out a decent record and you sell a thousand copies easily? Nowadays, you put out a great record and the band's on tour and everything, and you're still you're lucky to sell a thousand copies. Did I see that you had uh, something um, by was it was it Rev Beatman Tom that we had on the show? Oh yeah yeah yeah, no, he had a Monsters. I saw they even had the newest Monsters album. You know? Okay, but he I think I feel like they did the German version or something because I was looking at the. Because yeah, I was kind of perusing the catalog too, but yeah, he's Swiss, right? Yeah, they're the, the monsters are from Switzerland, and and Beatman, uh, the singer, has his own label called Voodoo Rhythm. That's yep, right. Yep. Um, yeah, which is uh, is based in Switzerland, but they decided to put out the English version of their new album, and have us do the Swiss German version of their new album, <laughs> <laughs> which makes no sense, but it makes yeah, it seems kind of counterintuitive. Right? Perfect. <laughs> Beatman, Beatman is he? Boy, he marches to the beat of his own drummer. I would yeah, say he does. about the Beatman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he does. Great. We had we had him on the show, and it was a trip. Yeah, yeah, he's a great, he's a great dude, fun guy. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Are, so these 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 debaucherinos. I mean, are you doing these outside, or are you doing them in a bar? What what's the what's the scenario here? What kind of a deal are we talking about? Well, so far, every debaucherino has been in a different place. Um, oh. <laughs> the last one we did was at the sands uh casino which is no longer exists because like mm. i said before they've been busy erasing everything remotely cool from reno um so we did that the last one at a swimming pool at the swimming pool of the casino and then inside the casino at night mm. which was bonkers that's this one that we're doing um we're doing this the next one though this june uh 16 17 18 we're doing it in the park downtown um, in Wingfield Park Amphitheater, mm. which is something that I've kind of always wanted to do, but I never thought they would let us do. Because, you know, they have music down there, but it's mostly like, you know, uh, I don't know, for for older crowd or like, they never had, I never saw any punk bands playing down sure. there. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, so world music and reggae and blues and stuff mostly, you know. Well, I assume most of it's but, sort of like free to the community, so it's sort of like wide open, right? Most of the stuff they have down there, I assume. 
You, what do you mean wide open? Like I mean, it's just like it's. Well, no, no. I mean, like it's a park. Like you're gonna have to put up infrastructure to like, you know, to keep people out. Like you're gonna have to fence in an area and kind of do that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, we got some barricades that'll that'll be going up, and gotcha. know, we we have some work ahead of us for sure. You don't you don't want an old lady accidentally going down there and thinking she's gonna hear like a crooner or something. <laughs> Go down, see some. Go down and see some country. Yeah, yeah. Get the exactly. mummies instead. Yeah. So who, it's who, funny. I'm trying to think what a park looks like in Reno. Is it like a park here? Is it just like a big field of grass and like an amphitheater? Um, well, this this one's pretty special because um, well, there's a river running through Reno, the Truckee River, hmm. and it at a certain point right downtown, it splits and makes this little island. Um, and, and there's, that's where it is on this amphitheater, on this island in the river. Really oh, how cool. cool. That, that is very cool. They'll keep the people who are afraid of water out. That's for sure. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, also cause there's, there's a, the river's really rushing right now. We've got a, a record amounts of snow and rain. Wow. Mm. Uh, I suppose coming down the mountains, huh? So this is over three days. So who's headlining each night? Uh, well, we got the kids and the mummies playing on Saturday night and on Sunday night, it's the, it's deadbolt and the zeros. Okay. That's, that's, yeah, I didn't even know deadbolt was still going. Have you heard of deadbolt, Tom? It doesn't ring a bell. No. Yeah. I know them. At least they used to be. I haven't heard them in ages, but they used to be like a, a, almost like a heavy surf rock band from San Diego, I believe. Right. Right, Pete? The scariest band in the world from San Diego. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah like self-proclaimed vo- scariest band on the world. I wouldn't mess with them. Yeah, like Voodoo Surf and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, they're good. Huh? Yeah, they're they're good. And yeah, then, it doesn't, I don't remember that. Huh? Okay. And then they're hilarious. It's a good name too, man. Deadbolt's just a great name. Love that name. Yeah. So who's on the who's on the final night? Well, uh, those are the final nights. Oh, actually, okay. Gotcha. Saturday and Sundays. Friday night we have. Friday night we have uh, four local bands playing at the uh, at Cypress. It's the pre-party, and there's four really killer local bands, and we're going to have DJs and stuff. And sun- Saturday night we have the after party at Cypress, and we're going to have a surprise band playing that night. Cool. So, so that's more like a bar, more like a bar type setup, and the other one's going to be like out in the park. That sounds nice. Yeah, it sounds like a mini punk rock bowling yep. Canada, doesn't it? Yeah, sort of. Yeah. And then I believe you're doing another one in July, aren't you? In a, in a different part of uh, Nevada? In July, we have one more event. It's, let's call it Part 2 um, in Virginia City, Nevada. Uh, we have Wild Billy, Childish, and CTMF coming to do one show. Um, and for tw- it's their exclusive show for 2023 in the USA. Mm. So, and it's in a really special place. It's an opera house room that was built in the 18th wow amazing burnt and it burnt down and then it was rebuilt and it burnt down again rebuilt so we're going to try not to burn it down (laughs) and um we were there once before um in 2018 um for debaucherino we had our friday and saturday events um in reno and then on sunday we loaded seven bus loads of people and uh, drove up to Virginia City, had some bands play up there. One of, among which was Reverend Beatman, actually. So how? So and, okay, give us a little geography lesson here for those of us who don't know Nevada's 
layout very well. Uh, Reno is in the north of Nevada. Yeah, it's uh, it's about four hours uh, east of San Francisco. East, okay. And Las Vegas yeah, is about eight hours north uh, northwest of Las Vegas. Oh wow! That's wow! Far. That's, okay, yeah, it's far. And then, and Las Vegas is okay south. And then, and say again, this Virginia City, Nevada. This is where Virginia City is about forty minutes from Reno. Okay, up gotcha. in the up in the the Virginia City foothills. It's an old mining town where uh, Mark Twain got his start as a writer. Huh. And, uh, you know, it's got like wooden sidewalks and you know old saloons that are pretty well preserved and kooky so old they, guys walking around wearing <laughs> you know cowboy hats and stuff. So they built the opera house when they were very prosperous from the mining. That's just sort of a relic, I assume. Yeah, yeah, huh. it's really beautiful. That's yeah, cool. sounds it. Place to see a show. Sounds amazing. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what, Neil. Let's play. Let's play the zeros since they're going to be one of the headliners. Sure. Let's play some zeros, and then we got to And then we're going to jump continents. Okay. And the zeros, of course, are from um, California from the late seventies, correct? Yeah, they started in seventy six. They're from Chula Vista, San Diego area, and uh, yeah, a lot of people call you know they, uh, along with the Ramones, you know, one of the originators of punk rock. I would hmm. say, and and um, something I learned after I booked them and and announced them is that they were the very first band from out of the very first punk band from out of town to play in Reno in 1980. Uh, Seven Seconds opened up for them here in Reno. It was their second show, the Seven Seconds' uh, second show. Um, so that was a interesting trivia there. Hmm. Do you do you have anything by them, Tom? Do you have anything by the Zeros? I don't think so. I have the they have a class. I mean, an awesome compilation called "Don't Push Me Around" um, okay. on Bomp, I believe. Uh, ah, yes, yeah, Bump, yep. yeah. It's excellent, excellent stuff. Always hit or miss with Bomp. And, and in fact, I think we are actually about to listen to the, the title track of that "Don't Push Me Around." So let's listen to the zeros with "Don't Push Me Around." <laughs> Stop! 
That was the zeros from Chula Vista with uh, "Don't Push Me Around." Probably, probably the uh, most famous song, I guess. Mm. You probably great heard it before, for, I would imagine. Great name for great name for a punk song. Yep, yep. So, so P, you mentioned earlier your mother was your mother was from from Italy. Is that kind of what sparked all, your your big world traveler? Is that kind of what sparked your travel? Was going back and forth with your mom to visit family, or how'd you end up being such a world traveler? Uh, well, I always wanted to uh, travel, you know, globally outside of the U.S. And um, I think what really sparked it, though, is I, I booked a tour for uh, Scared of Chaka in 1997 in Europe using, like, fax machines and phone calls back then because ah, yes. nobody had email yet. Um, and then, you know, I booked the tour and I went over with them and uh, managed the tour and sold the merch, drove the van and all that. And I had toured with them in, in the States a couple months prior. And, you know, the way they were treated in Europe and uh, just the quality of the shows was so much better that mm. I just decided, oh, man, I got to I got to move over here. You know, um, people are people are just way more. Um, they just had a lot more respect, I think, for for musicians, even the ones that were not like well known already, you know. Hmm. Um, and then besides that, you know, the food and the beautiful cities and mm-hmm. everything. Is that when you were living in Spain? Um, was that the same time? No, no, I wasn't living there yet. I was living in Reno. I did all that for Reno. Oh, okay. Um, went back again in 98 with Skirt of Chaka, and then I went with in 99 with Loudmouth. And then, yeah, and then I went in 2000 with my, with my family to Italy, spent a few weeks over there. Um, and at my grandmother's house, my mom's hometown. And I, I took a little trip and went to Naples, which is like half an hour from there. And I kind of fell in love with Naples, decided to move there and study Italian and ended up staying for four years, opening up a bar, damn, uh, having shows in the bar, you know, basement shows <laughs> in a, in the center, in the historical center of Naples. And, you know, eventually I be also became an uh, Italian citizen. And, uh, and yeah, that, that's how it started pretty much. That's amazing. So so are you still, I mean, you, you got people running Sticker Man, I'm sorry, Sticker Guy, still at home? Or did you just kind of put things on hold? Or did you move it to Italy with you? Or what was, because the business was still going, right? And the label, right? Yeah, it was, it was still going. And, you know, I've. I had a few employees back then, not as many as we do now. I had just a, a few employees, and then I was uh, telecommuting, actually. I was um, working over the internet, huh. which was very difficult back then. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. Was cool. yeah. Yeah. The, the Wi-Fi wasn't so good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was living in Naples, and um, they didn't even have DSL yet, you know? Just dial-up, 
I was doing dial-up, yeah. Like, I remember uh, seeing them, like, installing DSL, you know, in the street in Naples, and I was so happy. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to get to hang out here longer, you know. So how long did you, so, how long did you, did you live there? Is it about four years yeah, and like, you went back to Reno for a while? Or? Well, no, after Naples, I moved to Amsterdam. And I mm. went to the university there. And for I stayed there for about a year or so, and then I moved to Spain uh, for a year and a half or so, and then I moved back to Amsterdam. So how many languages do you speak? In Amsterdam. Uh, sort of four. Um, I speak Italian and Spanish and, and Portuguese. Uh, I don't really speak Portuguese. No Dutch, though. I, I did speak Portuguese. I You know, all I need is like a couple weeks in Brazil, and I... I don't have it back again. Wow, um, that's really Dutch? impressive. Nah, I didn't. I didn't learn Dutch, man. I tried. I really tried. Completed four courses, and it's it's a tough language, especially because you know I had already been going to the Netherlands for forever and had really good friends there, um, and we always speak English. So when I tried to start speaking Dutch, they just laughed at me. <laughs> <laughs> just broke your balls. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's funny. They said it sounded like a turd. <laughs> so, you, so you started booking shows. You you had already started booking shows in Europe. So, is it, 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 did you start doing festivals there before you were doing them here? Or how does that timeline work? When did you decide to start doing festivals over there? Yeah, well, in 2015, we we put out that We're Loud double LP that I mentioned before. Yep, yep. And I. I planned a uh, release party for it and I started booking a festival in Amsterdam actually where I was living um, and I booked the kids and the New Bomb Turks to headline it and I was about to buy the flights for the New Bomb Turks um, when I found out that somebody had like somebody like we had a venue reserve but they double booked it and they basically gave our date away to a techno party. Mm. Um, and I, I really hate techno, by the way. Um, mm. But I was in... Um, as, as you should. Af <laughs> yeah. I was in Athens, Greece at the time. And, and I was having a great time down there, hanging out with the guys from Athens, Greece and stuff. And so I decided to... I said, all right, the hell with Amsterdam. We're doing a festival here in Athens, Greece. So that's where the first uh, We're Loud Fest happened. And then, um, and then, yeah, the second one was supposed to be a, tra a travel, like a traveling festival, beginning in Istanbul and ending in Apple. But that was in 2016. But if you look back at the uh, recent events there, there was a military coup attempt in Jesus. 2016 in, <laughs> in Istanbul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there were like tanks in the streets and shit. And this happened like a month and a half to two months before our festival uh, so we had to move that first weekend uh, to Thessaloniki which is the second largest city in Greece and that was a really cool um, theater we had the spits and death and demons claws and, and the kids also and the end it's, fun it's funny right I mean is it is it just like if you build it they will come or I mean do those places just have like an underserved rock audience or 
I just I I mean I would think the 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 financials of it would be just scary as hell. But uh, I oh, mean, they're you, scary. Yes, they are very scary. But what you just said is kind of the 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 theme the the mission of the festival is to bring uh, rock and roll or garage punk festival underground music festival to places that don't they don't normally that almost never get them never or almost never get them hmm. so we're talking about and another thing that I was noticing is that uh, music scenes in isolated places like Greece or Sardinia, or Puerto Rico, um, they tend to have, like, really killer bands, um, hmm. because the bands, you know, they don't have, there's not a lot for them to do except play music, you know. Um, so I wanted to, you know, I also, I wanted to bring it to those places and, and in general to places that were underserved, as you said. So, I mean, I have a question about that, about some of the places you've been to. So, I'm in a place like Turkey. What's, what do you have to do in order to provide to the local government and stuff? Do you, is there a lot of documents? Do you have to give your passport? And is the Turkish government difficult to deal with and that kind of thing to put on a music festival? Oh, I didn't, I didn't talk to them. Oh, just grease the, grease the palms. Okay. Oh, is that right? It's just easier to ask forgiveness? Than to ask permission. Yeah, I mean, we pretty much we're it's an underground music festival, so and it's at and you're so you're using established venues. It's not like you're taking over a street block or something. Okay, right? gotcha. Yeah, basically. I mean, like when we did it in Istanbul, we did it, and every every night it was in a different place. The first night was a squat house; it was totally illegal. <laughs> um, <laughs> like we couldn't. Uh, published the address or anything. Um, in fact, the like the instructions for the attendees was sort of like a a photo diary, basically showing them where to how to get there. Hmm. You know, I didn't even that, provide a Google Map link. It was just like go here, then go there, and then you know they had to come to a bar to get the instructions kind of sort of like a scavenger hunt right? wow okay <laughs> makes sense wow not only not only are they having these in obscure places they're making it as difficult as possible to find. <laughs> that's funny yeah it was it was uh yeah it was, it was an adventure and we did it we also did it on a boat crossing from the european side to the asian side of hmm. Istanbul, and uh and we did it in uh and then two different established venues so, you know, yeah, when you do it in established venues, you, you don't really need to talk to the government because you're just bringing bands to them and then you make a little deal with the venue. Okay, gotcha. Band. Yeah, I, I, I thought at first yeah. when I saw it, it must have, it was like a street festival or something, so I, I misunderstood. So, yeah, see, we would like to do that, but it's, you know, it's tough. Yeah. But that would be ideal, you know, because we, we're trying to bring it to underserved places and and. You know, I think a lot of the places we really want to go, kids don't really have any money to pay mm. uh, entry fees. You know, so but it's it's tricky. We're working on it. So what? Say again. List the places you've done it again outside of the U.S. Because I I said Dominican Republic, Greece. Where all have you done it so far? Uh, not Dominican Republic. We did it in uh, the first two editions were in Greece. Uh, the 
and then we did it in Naples, Italy, uh, Istanbul, Turkey. We did it twice in Puerto Rico. Oh, Puerto Rico. I'm sorry, Puerto Rico. Mexico. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and we've done it in Vietnam. And Vietnam, Neil. Vietnam, A yeah. freaking underground music festival in Vietnam. It seems insane. Yeah, how was that one? We was... did it in Vietnam in 2019, and it might might be my favorite edition of huh. of the festival it was super fun and now, um surprisingly easy to to put together now was that one in clubs and stuff as well or was that was that an outdoor thing uh we used a club called archon for most of the events but then we spread it around to we did the first night like in a dive bar as like the pre-party dj thing and then we did uh we did another party in a, yeah, we did a few different places, but we did a part about boat party. That was the best part. Of all hmm. <laughs> now, was, was, there any, was, River. was there any local bands? Yes. Yeah. We had, we had a few local bands um, and a few Vietnamese bands from other Vietnamese cities. Wow. And we had a lot of bands from the region, you know, it was really hard to book, um, to find bands from the region, but we did manage to find a band from Cambodia, a band from Singapore, one from Malaysia, and, and a couple bands from Japan and Australia. Wow, that's in, that's intense. That's it awesome. is, isn't it? Yeah. So what's what's on your bucket yeah, list? Anybody as far, I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, anybody who's interested in like seeing uh, more of the music festival should go to slovenly.com slash we're loud fest and there's like there's a broken ass tv that you can click and there's uh really great video recaps put, that were put together by a good friend from venice italy um <laughs> of almost every edition of the festival including the debaucherinos <laughs> so where where do you want to go what's on your bucket list of places to go to dare i ask like i think you're like kenya or something <laughs> like, uh, did you say Kenya? Oh boy, I did. <laughs> That's crazy because we were there in November, and we're that is uh, it's very likely we will do uh, our 2024 edition in Kenya. Really? Now, yeah. and you're, are you going to bring in bands from the outside, or once again, will you try to kind of you know keep it continental Africa, or how, how do you do that? Um. Yeah, uh, we're going to try to bring some African bands. Some definitely. Uh, local bands kenyan bands sure um beatman has to be there i told him that he has to be there <laughs> yeah he will stand like a sore thumb <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and there's a few bands that i've uh invited that i'm really hoping to to bring in from the states but yeah i won't announce them until they convert i was gonna say that's uh, that's a pretty scary proposition so so I, I was actually just totally joking, but I mean, are there other places that, I mean, do you have a wish list of places where you could do this thing? Yeah, that's pretty crazy. You just pulled that out, huh? <laughs> well, it just seems like exactly the least, one the, the place you'd least want to go to. I mean, they're always having government issues there and, you know, it's, it's a, I don't know, maybe Can it's you? more stable. Is, is it more stable than most of its neighbors? Uh, yes. Is yes, it? Okay. Kenya's, uh, one of the safer uh, okay I, you know what I, and I and I just pulled that out of my I just pulled that out of my the top of my head it wasn't I didn't, your derriere. 
I certainly don't. You know, yeah. we have a couple people in the Congo that listen to us, and I yeah. certainly don't do offend any of our our, our, our five African listeners because I just don't know. <laughs> I was just guessing. But so, <laughs> what else? I mean, where, where else? I mean, I can't imagine. Are, are well, yeah. I mean, we 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 want to hit uh, every continent, and we've you know we've been in in the Americas and. Sure. Uh, we've only been in North America, I should say, and Europe and Asia. Central America. Yeah. So we need we need Africa and we need South America. So probably skip Antarctica. Huh? <laughs> yeah, well, Metallica already did that. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they're probably out on the budget. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so yeah, my, my girl and I have been to Africa uh, twice in the, in the last two years. We just came. We were just in Gambia and Senegal. Wow! Um, also scouting for potential locations. Man, your passport, um, you, Gambia, your, your passport must be intense. All the all, all the stamps on your passport must be pretty cool. Well, it's it's good. That's another reason it's nice to have two. You know, yeah, you have two to fill up. <laughs> you need you need ro- you need room for it. All right, Neil. Yeah. Neil, let's let's play another song, and then we're going to talk about what they're doing for it's loud this year. Okay. Um, so um, one of the ones you talked about was um, Eddie and the subtitles. Why don't why don't you tell us a bit about this band? Yeah. Well, Eddie and well, the band is from uh, L.A. or the L.A. area. And they started in, I think, 1980 or maybe the late 70s. Um, and we just reissued their first album, Skeletons in the Closet, on vinyl with a new sequence because the, the old sequence, like everybody involved with it, was kind of scratching their head at why it was sequenced the way it was. And when they told me that, I was like, oh, let me, let me, let me try to put together a new one. So, um, and they, but, but Eddie, is actually from Reno and he's, he's moved back to Reno several years ago and they're going to be playing the festival. Very cool. All right. Let's listen to, I think we picked out um, American society, right? Is that their, one of the more famous songs? I guess it is. That's their most well-known song. Yeah. I think L seven covered it and somebody mm. else. Yeah. All right. Let's listen to this. This is uh, Eddie and the subtitles with American society.
uh, that was Eddie and the Subtitles with uh, American Society. And it looks like that was on their first single that came out in 1980 that was uh, <laughs> titled Fuck You, Eddie. So there you go. Catchy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Catchy. Exactly. So, I, I, so yeah. I misspoke. I said It's Loud. It's actually the We're Loud. We're Loud is the name of the festival. So what's what's We're Loud this year? Because it's kind of an interesting setup, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, technically, the debaucherino is part of We're Loud, the whole We're Loud uh, festival uh, organization. So it's like the We're Loud is like is, the umbrella, like the umbrella company or whatever. That's okay. right. Yeah, yeah. We're uh, the debaucherino is is presented by Slovenly Recordings and We're Loud Fest. Okay. Um, so so we have that in June and July in the Reno area. And then in October, we're doing a festival that starts on an abandoned or nearly abandoned island in the Adriatic Sea in Italy. Uh, and then we spend a weekend on that island and then travel uh, to Spain. We take a boat uh, from near Rome to Barcelona, and then we end up in Benidorm at the fantastic Dracula Carnival. So the whole entourage the bands all your sort of infrastructure is traveling from italy to spain um yes and no well, we did it we did a very similar festival in uh october 2022 that started in venice and ended in naples italy hmm. and a little documentary is getting ready to come out about that um and we had the band. We had a couple of bands. We had the Demons Claws. We had the Ochmonics, um, Bloodshot Bill. A couple other bands that traveled with us and played pretty much all the different shows. But this time around, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna change it up, and we're gonna have uh, different bands each night. You know, so not the bands aren't gonna necessarily travel with us from Italy to Spain, but. Most of the people who, like the people who sign up for the whole trip, will definitely be there. Hmm. And last time around, we had we were like uh, seventy people, I think, uh, all hanging out, traveling together for almost ten days, and it was super fun. That sounds hmm. amazing, actually. Yeah, a lot of those people have formed, you know, stayed really tight, you know, together, hmm. uh, you know continue stayed in touch and i think they're all going to be back again so it was fun hmm. so that's your that's your 2023 version next yeah. year maybe kenya <laughs> 2024 is going to be in africa probably kenya maybe gambia we're going to take one more trip over to kenya um in july i think August. You couldn't you couldn't make it easy and stay in like Egypt or something, huh? You gotta go you gotta go way into the continent. Well actually I think Egypt would be more difficult. You think um, so? Because yes. Yeah, I think culturally it's more complicated, um, you know, with the Muslim Ah yes, yes. Religion and everything. Um <laughs> yeah, what's his name? Alan uh oh god what is i forget his name now from sublime frequencies from sun city girls uh he made it he was in a band he was living there in cairo and he had a band there 
and there, there was a, a, a documentary came out about it. Yeah, it was, it's complicated in, in Egypt. Hmm. So I'll tell you what. So we can all this stuff. So I, it, it's it's super easy to find all this stuff, right? It's all on slovenly.com. Right. That's the main thing. All everything you can find through there, including a link for Sticker Guy. Right. Correct. And we're loud fest. And we're loud fest. Yes. And debaucherino. So that's pretty. That's pretty easy, well, actually. You do social media or not too much? Um. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're. <laughs> 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 uh, it's a drag. It's a thorn in our side, but you know we. Unfortunately, it's how everybody gets just how everybody gets information now, you know. But I agree. I, yeah. I agree with your assessment. It is kind of a thorn in your side. Well, it, well, it is and it isn't, but because it, it is much easier to get the word out world yeah. worldwide than it was, you know, when Sticky Guy first started, for example. Well, it to, isn't, but it isn't because it's like you were saying with records putting on a record in the nineties. You could count on a certain amount of sales. You think, oh man, in the internet era, it's so much easier because you have all that free advertising. But it's so hard to cut through the clutter. You know, that's it's true. There's so an awful lot of it. That is true. So much clutter. Yeah. So. Yep. Definitely. So, yeah, and then you know, social media. Like you, you spend your you spend a lot of time and energy building up a following on there, but you still they still don't see the things you post unless you pay them. You know. It's, yeah, we've it's we've definitely found that out too. Yeah. It's annoying. Got to try to figure out how to beat the algorithms without giving those bastards their money. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you can buy ten thousand followers yeah. immediately. Yeah, exactly. So, are you are you, are you um, on on slovenly? Are you running into the whole uh, vinyl backlog? Is it taking you a while to get things pressed, or or have you are things getting better in that regard? Oh hell yeah, yeah. I mean, we used to press everything um, in the states. Um, between Erica Records and Archer uh, in Detroit. But nowadays, uh, because of the backlog, um, we're ordering, we're pressing stuff all over the place. Because, um, you know, Erica, they're like, yeah, you know, we're not even taking orders hmm. until six months from now. Hmm. <laughs> that They told us that, like, what was that, in 2020 or 2021? You know, they had legit, some legitimate reasons sure with covid and everything but uh but they're also um you know making a lot of records for major labels yeah unfortunately the resurgence of vinyl um is sort of like the resurgence of major labels coming back to vinyl Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you know most of the records that are selling are are like reissues of michael jackson thriller (laughs) yeah uh yeah, Fleetwood Mac. Kind of Fleetwood Mac rumors. Rumors, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, I was like, who knows? I have no idea why people are buying new copies of these records when you can find them in the used bin for a buck or two. You know, but yeah, that used to be true. But even the used records, I noticed as the new, like all the new records, the retail's gone up like four bucks a record, and I, the used yeah. seem to be following suit. So yeah. Even like a decent used record, people want like ten bucks for them now. Like, what the heck? I feel bad for kids who are just trying to get into it. Because at least when we were kids, yeah. you could go hit the dollar bin and like build up a decent collection if you had a good eye. You know, they get all get the cutouts. Oh. Yeah, when they used to be cutouts. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, so yeah, we we press everywhere from like Canada to to Poland. You know, 
um, we're, there's a, supposed to be a record pressing plant in Mexico coming on board. And so, you know, hmm. we're, we press, we're pressing all over the place now because of the backlog. Well, that's probably the best way to do it. Yeah. Well, I, I would. My fear with that would be the quality control. You know, if you know if you know one plant and you know how they do it, then all of a sudden you're dealing with all these different, you know, the, the consistency between the presses. Yeah. True enough. True. Yeah. True. But luckily, you get a test pressing. Yeah, that's and, true. You know, we've had pretty good luck though. I mean, even though we've pressed at all these different places, like the quality seems, you know, we haven't had issues with that. Hmm. Well, that is good. I'll tell you what, Neil. The bigger issue, you know, when you're pressing all over the place is like, you know, that's one more thing you got to keep track of. And, you know, with the backlogs, let's say uh, the, the plant in Detroit doesn't have time, so you send it to New Orleans. Uh, but then it's, you sell out of the one that's pressed in New Orleans, you got to repress it. But then, now they don't have time, so you have to send the, the masters back to... <laughs> A mm. different plant and that's just a mess you know yeah gotcha. and, yeah and if you're getting stuff a lot of the fun out of running a label and if you're getting stuff internationally you gotta you gotta be reliant on shipping companies and stuff i would imagine too right that's got to be a drag yeah yeah in, in the case of pete he might just go get him go get him himself but then yeah. he might end up living there for a few years <laughs> yes, yes it's like well i really like this czechoslovakia this is really nice <laughs> just bring six six suitcases <laughs> that are super heavy yeah there you go. <laughs> Yeah, well, so talk- I got better throw a music festival here and sell these records. Yeah, there you, there you go. Czech yes. Republic, Czech Republic music fest half price. Um, we'll tell you what. Let's um, let's play one of uh, I guess one of one of the new. I'd never heard of them anyway. I think it's a new newer band, right? Spitting Image. Um, tell us about them and let's uh, let's make this the last song tonight. I guess. Yeah, they're from here in Reno. Uh, they've been around for ten years. They played. Uh, Debaucherino uh, for our 20th anniversary party in 2013. Uh, they were they were a very new band then, uh, but this is their they they went on hiatus for a bit when they went off to study or something. So this is their first album we just released uh, a couple of months ago. All right, so let's listen to uh, Spitting Image with I think the song is Turn Person. <laughs> Thank you. 
right, that was the band Spitting Image from Reno, Nevada, with the song Turn Person off their first album. What's the album called, Pete? Oh, man. I don't. I can't think of it right now. Uh, I'll find it. I don't know. Don't worry. Yeah, I don't remember I've the actually, name of the album off the top of my head. <laughs> at the suggestion of our mutual friend, I've, list, I've actually listened to it a couple times. It's definitely kind of got a, like that angular kind of, like I said, angular kind of post-punk thing going on. Cool. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I don't. I don't know the name off the top of my head either. Well, as we're saying goodbye, I'll find it. I'll find it. Don't worry about it. Right. All right. So remind everybody again where they can find you, where they can, where they can get all your stuff. I've been trying to do that as we go along, but I'll let you do it anyway because you'd be better at it than I was. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. Um, so for stickers, just go to stickerguy.com. Uh, for records, go to slovenly.com. Uh, for the music festival, go to slavenly.com slash we're loud fest. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Um, the, the new, the, the, the event that's coming right up in June and July is the Bocherino. Uh, you'll find that on the we're loud fest page pretty easily. Get ticket tickets through the page and all that stuff. I'm assuming What's that they can get tickets and all that through your, through your site, I assume. Oh yeah, tickets. Tickets are right there on the page of the big old, big old. Full sun, Neil. Yeah, full, full sun. sun. That's the name full of spitting sun. image album. That's yes, it. full sun. Yes. An appropriate name for a band that's in the desert. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, why not? But thanks so much, Pete. It was nice to meet you finally after uh, many many emails back and forth. And likewise, uh, yeah. I hope we get to meet in person someday. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because everybody was in Vegas last weekend, but we weren't. Maybe next year. Yeah, did you? Um, yeah, we did, didn't make it either. I was gonna. I was gonna ask if you made it to Punk Rock Bowling this year. Okay. Well, it's almost worse for him. We fly there, but it's, if he wanted to drive, it'd be eight hour drive. Yeesh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we, no, we, we were we were out of town. We were in uh, New York actually that, that weekend. So, uh, we've been to Punk Rock Bowling. It's a, it's a cool event. Well, it's, it's probably should have gone this year to hand out flyers for Debaccherino, but it just it wasn't in the cards. Well, it's funny. We're gonna have. Uh, I think we're gonna have a friend come on with us in a couple of days and talk about it because it was all I saw online was people bitching about it because hmm. uh, they moved it. What were they bitching about? Well, just how how was how was Ron? You know, just typical of the way. You know, that crowd's getting to be a little bit older now. They just like to bitch. <laughs> so well, yeah. Well, did you yeah. did did you say they'd moved it, Tom? They'd moved it from the regular grounds. Well, I mean, something? it's in the same it's in the same neighborhood, but it wasn't in the exact same spot it was when we went last time. So. Yeah, it did it did look like the uh, crowd was further from the stage this time for sure. Let I mean, me do I it. Notice that it's a hundred freaking degrees in May. It's 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 something. It's not for the week. Not for the week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, um, one thing about uh, the debaucherino um, is that we, especially nowadays. Um, realize the importance of of budget rock you know of keeping things cheap sure and i think people might be less likely to bitch and complain because you know uh it's a full pass for our event is 99 bucks and then you know a beer is going to be six bucks Hmm. for a tall can see right there you're saving you're saving over p because my rag rolling it's nine bucks for like a 12 ounce can it's ridiculous exactly yeah i mean i don't want to i don't want to say talk bad uh about anybody anybody's event but i mean come on it's just like uh, but there is there is a question of at a certain level of corporateness 
And once again, I don't have anything against the Stern brothers. I I, I love the event. We had a great time, and I'll, I'm sure we'll go again. But you know, it's not. It's hard to call it a punk event. There's nothing, nothing particularly DIY about it at this point. You know, it started out that way, but it's a big event. All I'll say is, all I'll say, it's better than Riot Fest. That's yeah, all I'll say. <laughs> but it's got millions of dollars with infrastructure. You know, I mean, it's a yeah. big, it's a big. Yeah. Well, maybe not millions, but it's it's a big. You know, it's a big event. Yeah. Once again, you know, nobody's twisting my arm. If I want to go, I'll go, and or I won't, I won't. But the smaller festivals, we got a couple of them over here too. They are, they really are where it's at, and you feel good about who you're giving your money to, and it's just, it's just a better, it's just a better setup. So, I love going to the smaller festivals. So, well, there you go. Nice, nice shout yeah, out, Tom, yeah. for the Borsharino. There you go. So yeah, sl- <laughs> slovenly.com and yeah, and and sticker guy. And as a matter of fact, uh, you might be hearing from uh, Mr. McDougal here uh, yeah, before th- long. <laughs> some stickers. Yeah, I think I, I think I might be switching my 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 sticker company to you guys actually. So. Oh yeah, from who? Um, I think something I can't even remember. It was some corporate something print. I don't even remember to be honest. Okay. Some generic All faceless right. company. Yes. Yes. So, <laughs> anyway, but thanks, well, man. Yeah, I, we're it, ready. Best of luck to all these. I mean, part of me says thinks you're insane for the stuff you do, but uh, part of me is also envious of your sort of uh, uh, willingness, your sort of you know spirit to try to bring music to places where a lot of people would be afraid to, like I said, even visit. So I think it's a cool. I think yeah. it's good. Good work you're doing, man. Good work. Oh, and I, I was well, you. I was using Print Place. Print Print Place is the place I was using for stickers. And That's it, a pretty generic name. That's yeah, generic exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and it was and, and it was a lot more expensive than yours. So I will be. Uh, I will be going. Go. I'll be going to you guys. Yeah, for sure. Cool. So thanks well, hey, for coming on. I really on. appreciate you guys. Thank you for your for your efforts for your for your work. Um, I'm going to be checking out your podcast. I haven't actually heard it before. So um, thanks very much for interviewing me and uh hope to see you guys at uh at uh at one of these festivals i'm i've got kenya penciled in <laughs> right now <laughs> do, do you even have a passport Tom? don't be Come afraid <laughs> don't be afraid of kenya like if you look at a list of the the world's safest countries you know in the order of most dangerous to safest mm. kenya is actually statistically safer than the united states Hmm. Well, you know, I did go to Detroit last weekend for a show. That's pretty freaking treacherous. And you, and, uh, and you were in Chicago go, two weeks ago. And I go to yeah, go to see Neil and hang out in the South Side of Chicago. So I guess I can probably handle it. But anyway, yeah. So thanks, Pete, man. Best of luck to you. Yep. Well, yeah. Hopefully we hopefully we uh, get to have one of those six dollar PBRs with you down the road at some point. Yep. Total. For sure. Right on. Cheers, man. Thanks All again. Right, man. So Take it easy. Have a good one. Yep. Keep a little marketing hard, everybody. Thanks, Stay free. We'll smell you later. Smell you later. Bye. Okay, that brings us to the end of another show. Hope you enjoyed it. Remember, keep a little mark in your heart, and we'll be back the same mark time, same mark channel. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Ah, ever get the feeling you've been cheated? Good night. What a fucking rotter.
What a load of old shit. Thank you, fuck you, bye, boom. Okay. <laughs>